Greetings, dear viewers. We are glad to welcome you today to the International Roundtable, which aims to continue informing people on the current world situation and extend the topics raised on the international online conference Global Crisis. This already affects everyone. As you can see from its title, the discussion was about the crisis that humanity is facing today. The conference was organized on the platform of international public movement Alatra. It was an online simultaneous interpretation in 72 languages. Everything was done by volunteers and specialists from all over the world. At the conference, people who are not indifferent to our future, to the future of the whole humanity, revealed the truth about what awaits us within the development of artificial intelligence in the existing consumer format of society. About the sad situation of our ecology, our planet, our possible extinction, and the most important, the truth about the climate change. The disasters that are growing in their quality and gravity every day and can come to every home, every person, no matter the region or usual climate conditions of the territory. The climate is changing with great velocity. And now I would like to announce that on December 4th, 2021, the new conference, Global Crisis, Time for the Truth, will take place. People from all over the world will provide even more information about the ecological state of the Earth and climate change. This time, the conference will be interpreted simultaneously into more languages than the previous one. And I would like to remind you that before it was 72 languages. Thanks to everyone who makes this possible and continues sharing this information and expressing their impressions on the conference. And now I would like to present you our dear guest today, Sandeep Nath founder of Renewalism from India. Germaine Martha George, retired general nurse from the UK. Katharina Krüger, social educator from Germany. And Olga Koftun, marketing professional from the United States. And now let's watch a short video. Placing millions of people in all professions. The unemployment trade has reached a critical level. 
the planet's ecosystem is destroyed. The number of cataclysms is increasing every day. There are no safe areas left on the planet. already happening but there is still a chance to change everything Watching the latest news in the media and social networks, we see that artificial intelligence has now penetrated all spheres of our life. Many people still doubt the fact that this technology will change their lives completely in a very short period of time. During the conference, experts and specialists from various fields outlined these threats and also highlighted important measures we need to take so that the implementation of this technology doesn't negatively affect us as we all could benefit from it. And we all could benefit from it. Uh, so my first question is for Mr. Sandeep. Could you please share your impressions on the conference? What did you like the most? And in your opinion, how important is it to rise to raise awareness and continue to discuss the topics that were raised during the conference? Incredible. This, this was an incredible conference and it was a start to something that has to have continuity every day of the, the year for everybody's life. Because this is something that, as your video rightly points out, it's, uh, it's happening in front of us. And the best thing is, which made me smile again now when I saw it, is that there is a chance to change. And how do we bring about that change? Let's talk about artificial intelligence since you brought that up. It's about how we are, first of all, the people at large don't understand the impact of it. We, we all think that uh, all these machines, these gizmos, these robots, these uh, devices that talk to us make our lives easier. But what's actually happening is that uh, they are getting into our space, getting into our minds, our lives, and understanding who we are, so much so that they are in a position 
to replace us with the amount of knowledge that they acquire about us. Now, this is what was talked about, and uh, it's incredible that uh, I may forget what I had for breakfast five years ago, but that machine will not forget. And we, we, you and I, each one of us watching this, have to understand the gravity of it. That if this, uh, this technology, this intelligence, goes uh, out of hand, out of the, the right kind of uh, intentions and uh, consciousness, it can, it can do stuff without realizing what it's doing. It's just like an alarm clock. It goes off because you've programmed it at a particular time. It doesn't know that that time is three in the morning and it's not the time you want to be woken up. If you've forgotten to switch it off, it's going to wake you up. It's going to ring and it's going to do it as efficiently as you would have desired it to do when you wanted the alarm for a 3 a.m. flight. But when you don't have the flight, you don't want the alarm and it's going to go off anyway. Now, an alarm is a simple thing to understand. We all use it, but it's an intelligence. It's a very simple intelligence in your mobile phone. Now, imagine more complex, uh, I mean, not just phones, more complex uh, instruments, more complex uh, machinery, which remembers exactly that kind of stuff. And it knows that kind of stuff, not about the time, but about you. What can it do? to manipulate your records? What can it do to change your access to various things? What can it do? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to scare anybody here. Huh? This is already happening. And this is what this uh, roundtable addressed in a very big way. And I'd like to get deeper into the ramifications of what artificial intelligence is about and where, we, where we're competing with natural intelligence. And you know, who's going to win in this game? So I'll uh, come back to you guys on that one. Thank you for opening this with me. Thank you very much. Uh, and you are really uh, right. So artificial intelligence really penetrates our life. So we need to be really cautious and think in depth about possible advantages and disadvantages it might uh, bring with us. It really depends on us how it will be, whether we will surf AI or AI will make our life easier. So thank you very much uh, for your answer. And now uh, I would like to ask uh, Martha, could you also please share your impressions about the conference? And in particular, uh, how important uh, do you think uh, it is not to be silent about the issues that uh, were discussed during the conference? It is my view that if we remain silent, we are contributing to our own demise. We watch what's happening around us. Volcanic eruptions, floods, fires. And yet, we choose to remain silent because we think it's not going to happen to us. We watch the world in crisis, the world in chaos at the moment. Something we had not experienced in our lifetime, we're now experiencing. And it's because our, of our habits 
The last conference brought it to us. It made us aware of our actions. We've got parents. They are our parents. But we are citizens of a state. We are citizens of the world. We have responsibility to ourselves and to others and the planet around us. It's become a lazy, throwaway world. Let's get rid of this. I don't like this table. Let's get rid of it. And what do we do? We throw it on the wayside. And what do we have? Pollution. Pollution from rats, from mice. We develop illnesses because of our own habits, our own careless habits. The last conference was an amazing insight into how we behave. And it's a constant reminder that we have to change our ways. Don't blame one country or another country. It is us. We are the responsible people. Each person, take your own responsibility. Do I want my surroundings filled with rats and mice? No. If we don't want it, then why do it to others? A lot of our demise now with fires is through our own carelessness. They are natural disasters, but they are also man-made disasters. A careless throwing away of a match or a cigarette can fill and spell disaster for an entire community. And unless we bring ourselves together, rethink, what am I doing? What am I doing to myself? What am I doing to the world? We watch people sit on a bus. They've had something to eat. But what do they do? They leave the package on the bus. A mother comes with a child. The child can easily become infected. And this also forms part. This is part of our eco-human behavior. We spread disease, we spread germs, and we wonder why. With this pandemic, we throw away our masks on the side of the road, and what else do we expect? When viruses mix, and we know they mutate, who is responsible? We are. No one else. But we are, and we've got to take responsibility for our actions. There's a time we leave our parents. We won't be tied to the apron strings forever.
we become parents ourselves. So what do we teach our young people? We have nothing to teach if we have nothing to practice. And it is with great pleasure that I listen to all the talks on the environment issue. Because everyone is responsible and everyone is affected by our action. The environment is ours. We are the caretakers. And we have to be responsible. During this lockdown, I've seen so many wild flowers. And they're all shouting, Landmore is on lockdown. Weed killer is on lockdown. Yippee! I can breathe. It's all those things that we think will make our lives easier, make our lives more complicated. And we have to rethink, rethink, continue with our talks on the ecosystem. It affects everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much, Martha, for your feedback, for your words, for your understandings, for your feelings that you've shared with us just now, because you're so right uh, talking about the responsibility that each of us should take uh, and uh, also about this fact that many people really think that um, these things that are already happening to other people, that it won't happen to them. Uh, but we should understand that those people who are just now experiencing all these uh, climate changes, ecological crisis and so on uh, and so forth, they also, uh, in some time ago, they thought they, that they would never face it, that this mm -hmm. would never happen to them. So you never know uh, when this or that crisis will affect you. And uh, as you said, that uh, it's true that it affects everyone, and uh, everyone is responsible for it. Thank you very much, Martha. And I would like to pass the word to uh, Ekaterina. Uh, what, what is your impression? What, what would be your feedback about the conference? What uh, you uh, liked the most or what impressed you the most? Greetings, dear friends. At the conference, global crisis, this already affects everyone, uh, has really made a great impression on me, um, just as a viewer, uh, as well as a participant. I was also participating uh, in the preparation of this conference, and while getting ready for the conference, I was communicating with many people who uh, just have to do with ecology sphere or with um, artificial intelligence and um, etc. And what really impressed me uh, was 
that that indeed a lot of people even do not suspect that um, how much to, uh, developed um, I, um, AI is already today and um, today already actually we have in Germany uh, uh, just factory uh, with the robots um, working there just even daily and at night and uh, yes there are a couple of people who do their work but it's just a few people and the rest of work is done by the robots and we even don't know about it because mass media don't talk about it and also I managed um, to talk to with people who are engaged in wastewater uh, just um, treatment plants and uh, here uh, well in, in our country in Germany and who just uh, perfectly understand that uh, we really lack today pure water uh, but yeah, yes Germany actually um, well, it has quite a good situation in this, but as for the other countries, we really do have big lack of uh, just um, good fresh water. And also people understand that uh, because of these um, cataclysms, um, a huge migration might begin and uh, people might migrate from one part of the planet to another one. And uh, the conference, um, uh, just information was voiced that uh, you just couldn't leave, uh, you know, emotionless, um, and uh, because, uh, you know, I um, just uh, I realized that today everything, everything depends on each and every one of us. Uh, depends on our choice, uh, choice how we want to live. And what we are doing right now, uh, it really influences our future. That is why I would like to express great gratitude to all the participants, to all the speakers and uh, technical support team, and to uh, everyone who was uh, helping to make the conference get ready. And to, because the conference was um, interpreted into 72 languages, and also um, some people might perceive that this conference uh, voiced um, horrible information, but uh, on the one hand, right? But on the other hand, as um, as uh, oh, just one of the speakers has said, uh, you know, um, it just it feels good. It feels good that people voice this information. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Katerina, uh, for this honest. Uh, Answer and it is it is indeed the truth that many people uh, don't actually uh, tend to put their attention into what's going around us until we personally personally get affected. And as you correctly said, that uh, while participating on the preparation of the kaleidoscope of facts, you started to see that uh, these things that automatization, robotization. Mm -hmm. And all of these water pollution uh, threats are indeed already happening right now. And as you outlined uh, very correctly, that it depends on our decision today in what world we will be living tomorrow. So uh, thank you very much. It was uh, very inspiring. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I would like to uh, put our words to Olga. And Olga, I would like to ask you, what's uh, your impression about uh, the conference 
can you share some feedback with us? Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, Sandeep and Marta and Katya, for sharing this information. As Sandeep said, we have this chance. And mm -hmm. really speaking, we are the chance. Like no one else is going to do it for us. Even mm -hmm. for us to show up today and to talk about those topics, that's what's going to solve all the problems because we will understand the root cause of it mm -hmm. all, which is the consumeristic type of society we mm -hmm. live in. And this way we can see the solution in a creative, thriving society that everybody dreams of. And for me, I was so honored to be part of the conference. I was able to prepare for it and interview people for the conference. Mm -hmm. And I also was so honored to receive this truthful information because I understand that knowing this information, I can no longer be silent. Mm -hmm. Knowing this information, I can no longer ignore it. Knowing this information allows me to understand things and actually think for myself. I allowed myself to understand, to dive deep into topics of artificial intelligence, topics of ecology, topics of climate change. And when we have this truthful information, reliable information from people who are not afraid to speak up, from people that pour their soul and their hearts into this, then we see that humanity is alive. Mm -hmm. We see that we are fighting for that last chance and we see that we have the information we have the technology we have everything at our hands just we need to inform more and more people about the situation we are facing right now as far as ecology as far as climate and we always have to understand that yes today i'm sitting here i'm warm i'm comfortable i was able to take a shower in the morning but tomorrow I might be grabbing my kids and going somewhere unknown and to get there and not know what your life would look like is just a misery. I want to know that no matter what happens to me, my family, my friends, or anyone in my town or city or country, I want to know that other people will accept us as human mm -hmm. beings. Other people will treat us with respect compassion understanding mm -hmm. love and we will have a technology that will allow us to rebuild fast and we'll have technology that will allow to prevent mudslides prevent mm -hmm. earthquakes mm -hmm. and let mm -hmm. us know ahead of time about this mm -hmm. so thank you so much for this information that conference was just eye-opening experience for myself and i thought i knew all the information before but after this conference it's just another level of understanding so thank you to everybody Thank you so much, Olga. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yes, that's true that this information just raises you on another level of uh, consciousness, of awareness. Yes, uh, when you know it, you just can't live uh, the same life you, you lived uh, before you get to know this information. That's true. And we promise to 
uh, go to this topic about artificial intelligence. Yes, uh, Sandeep, yeah, we know that you wanted to talk about this topic. And so, uh, in your opinion, uh, what are the disadvantages of developing, developing artificial intelligence in the consumer society? And what are the advantages of implementing artificial intelligence in the creative society? Could you share with us, please? Thank you. So, as has come out from speakers in, in uh, these forums, there is a replacement of humanity through artificial intelligence. Maybe people are not aware of it, but it's easy to understand how robots take over jobs, how they can uh, uh, overtake us in uh, matters of the economy. What's, uh, what's the problem with the consumer society? The consumer society is driven by numbers, by commerce, by money, which aggregates to people who are driving these machines. <laughs> and these machines are huge billion-dollar companies. The, the problem there is that the objective, the purpose becomes just commercial, becomes just oriented towards more and more production, faster production, maybe um, even better production because uh, the machines are able to produce things minutely and um, the, the quality of the output looks smooth, fancy. But at the cost of what? That is the big question. So I come from India, and we have probably one of the old civilizations. I was going to say oldest, but definitely one of the oldest civilizations. And we have come about through tens of thousands of years, which are documented, in certain ways of evolving society. Now, all those tens of thousands of years were before machines were invented. And for whatever reason, there was a lot of happiness. I mean, we know the reasons, but uh, I'm not getting into that part right now. There was a lot of happiness, which is still experienced in the villages of India and in the remote corners of India. And I dare say in many of the Southeast Asian countries, if you go to Vietnam or uh, uh, most of these countries, you find that the, the rural economy where it is not touched by commerce is still having happy people, still having contentment, still having a connection with nature, their own inner nature, the people themselves, and their connection with the outer nature, with what's happening around us. Whereas as we move to the cities, even in these countries and uh, in most part of the developed world, we have a lot more of the concrete jungles, which takes uh, us away from the outer nature. And we have a lot of distractions, a lot of electronics, a lot of uh, phones and gadgetry, which takes us away from our inner nature. We are not able to focus on anything inner. We are always distracted by something outer. And all of this is a consequence of commercialization. We've got to get information moving. We've got to get uh, uh, people responding in inhuman times literally inhuman because 
our response systems have been designed to respond to maybe uh, one attack of uh, an elephant outside our caves once a week now that elephant outside the cave has been replaced by a phone call and when the phone rings it it the it triggers the same things that an elephant does inside us and this phone rings every 20 minutes so that's that's the problem and to to take that timeline crutch the timeline further with video games which we are subjecting our kids to so so happily we just hand the, hand them over the games and the playstation and stuff like that you don't realize that that's what's causing the attention uh, deficit disorders adhd and all that because they are then responding to a little uh, thing moving on the screen with the same internal endocrinal system that responds to a chase in the jungle and either you're getting uh, hunted or you're hunting something but you are you are doing uh, the same motions that you would on a, on a video game so why am i saying all this because these are things that you can relate to you can relate to games you can relate to phones and you don't realize that all of this is using you in inhumanly ways so now the question of where is the creative society come in and what what is it that we are creating we are creating a future which is more uh, intelligent in the sense we were intelligent in in the in the ancient times when we didn't have these machines but we were able to cope we were able to get information across we were able to uh, manage large kingdoms and large countries and uh, we we of course had our own share of human emotions our own share of um, fights battles and stuff like that but if we look at pulling out the best the better parts of that and integrating it with the better parts of governance with the better parts of how a trust based society can be laid the eight pillars the eight foundations of the greater society then we've got the the makings of a, a a kind of humanity which would be able to sustain without self annihilating itself you see technology is the the biggest invention of uh, the last century so say everybody uh, everybody who's using it and i i don't disagree with that it it is a big invention but it's a little bit like frankenstein's monster it's kind of becoming bigger than uh, it was intended to be because it is now thinking for us as i said in the opening remarks if uh, the machines know everything about you and start doing the thinking for you then you are uh, obsolete so that's the second significant aspect of what artificial intelligence is doing it is one replacing us in our jobs in our um, uh ability to uh live life as we have been programmed to over the last 3 400 years since the industrial revolution because we've become an industrial society so we've learned to stop uh, depending on entrepreneurship depending on farming depending on trading depending on the the trades that you used to be uh, sustaining humanity before industry came in and we've not got the time to change over to like martha said to work on our habits and understand that we are 
capable of living differently capable of living in in the ways even 500 years ago the way we used to live and still coping uh, well enough because this technology and us have kind of come in competition with each other and now it's uh, it's become a silly kind of game where we've got to get better than the machine and we cannot get better than the machine because we are driven by emotions and machines are not driven by emotions so if something is going to pose an impediment to us it's going to be the emotion of fear or uh, anger or pride or shame which which is going to sabotage us and not the machine and therefore the machines are going to win so how are we going to get out of that maybe we'll come back to that some other uh, time in this discussion but i'd like just like to end with the thought that it's not just about uh, the jobs that are going away it's about the natural intelligence that is going away and uh, that that could be seriously problematic unless we learn creative ways of bringing it back thank you thank you very much and this was uh, really uh, an interesting uh, very interesting information uh, what i recall is that uh, in the consumer format of society uh, what i like the phrase uh, we are either hunting or get hunted so this is uh, really the the format of uh, con- consumer society brings us to competition instead of cooperation and the the technology as you said uh, is getting bigger and bigger uh, may become an instrument uh, uh, with help of uh, which we will get under uh, let's say more control and um, uh, people will start to be obsolete in uh, in, in the world so uh, this uh, creates really high high risks whereas in creative society where human life is uh, on the first place ai will be as an instrument that will serve people that will uh, make people's life that will make our life uh, easier so uh, thank you very much for your very very interesting uh, words and uh, now i'd like to pass the word to martha Martha uh, you've got an uh, extensive uh, experience as a as a nurse could you share your view on the impact of the ecology on uh, humans uh, health and our and the quality of our life i agree very much that ecology the present ecology has an impact on our lives and i firmly believe that the health of the people is the wealth of the state if you have unhealthy people you have an unhealthy state we've brought in machinery some machinery is needed but when machinery begins to replace people there's no human contact there's no empathy there's no sympathy when you're unwell you need a human touch you don't need a robot the robot will not talk back to you as i've said before you may have potatoes they've all got eyes but do they help you can they see for you 
You've got corn, they've got ears, but can they hear you? You've got a bunch of bananas, they've got hands, but can they help you? So you have to look at your life, which is so precious, because it doesn't matter how long you live, you will be dead for longer. So you have to take care of that precious life and always remember you've got a breath, but that breath is on loan. It's on loan to you. And you must make good use of it. Good use of it by becoming the creative people. People who are interested in each other. People who want to listen. People want to help each other. Not that selfish, consumerism way of thinking and behaving. I've got a billion pounds, so I don't care about the common man. The common man is equally important. We all don't need a lawyer every day. We don't need a doctor every day. But who do we need most? We need our dustmen, our binmen, people who clean around us. Without them, our health is a sorry state. When we begin to replace them by robots and artificial intelligence, to whom shall we go? The robot is about its own business. It's programmed to do something at a particular time and off it goes. But you could say to your dustman, I'm not feeling well today. Can you call somebody? Can you do that to the robot? No. We have to think first. People, people matter. And if we as people fail ourselves and fail others, we fail the entire ecosystem. Because we will have the floods, we will have the fires, we will have the pandemics. Because we have become careless about ourselves. Thanks. Thank you, Martha. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your words. And uh, I think that here all of us um, believe that uh, really human being is a being that that cares. Really, this is this format, this uh, consumer format where we can find us today. Uh, it's just a matter of time and surely of our decision to make changes, mm -hmm. to change another, another format. And really, who, if not us, will do these changes, will do this choice and, uh, uh, yes, and, and build uh, the creative society. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're right that uh, this crisis, this ecological crisis and this thing, um, uh, that uh, we see with the development of artificial intelligence in this consumer society uh, concerns everyone. And uh, this is a very serious topic, but 
these are very serious topics. But also the most serious today for every person is uh, the topic of climate change. Mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, we can change lots of things today. We can be more... Um, you know, more responsible as for the use of artificial intelligence. Uh, we can be more responsible uh, with our consumerism, with this, uh, with polluting or um, better, let's say that not polluting our earth. Yes. Uh, but uh, there are some things that are happening that we can't change uh, still. Uh, this, um, is uh, this climate changes, this climate disasters, and so on. So uh, what can we do in this situation? Uh, we can remember that, uh, remind to each other and remember that we are human beings and mm-hmm. that our uh, it, it is natural for us to help to each other, to prevent such things or to help when we uh, are finding ourselves in these situations. And uh, we know that a couple of weeks ago, Germany and Belgium faced mm. a typical and really unexpected floods. So I would like to ask uh, Katerina, could you please share in more detail what happened and how did people cope with the situation? Right, right. I live in Germany, and uh, in fact, uh, the catastrophe uh, just uh, occurred about an hour away from the place where I live, and um, I just watched a lot of people's activity on Facebook uh, who were writing that people were not warned. Uh, they did not get any help. So there were not uh, responsible people. So people did not know who they should address. There were no uh, structures or organizations who should be responsible uh, for that. So, you know, um, I believe that Germany is one of the uh, best developed countries, European countries. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, people People were not warned. So how can it happen that uh, we are living in such a world where we already have AI and uh, Germany actually is actually the country where all these technologies are implemented, but people were not warned of the natural disaster. And uh, it was really such a tragedy because poor people, um, well, they left their dear ones. They uh, lost their homes uh, and uh, people are just uh, you know they, they were left uh, on their own actually they were sick and they were left on their own they did not have any access uh, to help because uh, that's that flood it, it just swept away the houses um, you can even well it's hard to imagine such a disaster um, such a large-scale disaster because as long as I've been living in Germany, it was really large-scale of flood. And at some point, um, even, uh, right, uh, the government reacted and uh, help uh, was delivered. But in most cases, you know, what really happens, it's just uh, the help from volunteers. So people just, uh, volunteers uh, come to these places and help people uh, just get away the trash uh, and uh, give them help. So and, um, you know, uh, I, I know that uh, reports that when uh, AI, right, uh, could be used, for example, to discover what is underwater uh, and all this, you know, plastic 
methanes and uh, all other chemicals, they just come into the rivers, and then from the rivers they come to the seas. And the situation, so you see that it is really ecologically very dangerous. And that is why I just realized that in today's format of society, in this consumer format of society, where the highest value is money and, uh, and not a person's life, so none of the countries, even so-called developed ones, uh, would not cope with the natural disasters. And uh, people can just um, rely only on the help from common people. And uh, we could use uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, and I realized that uh, we can help people um, if we build the creative society uh, only uh, just under such conditions where human life is at the first place and uh, in the creative society we would uh, first of all think how to save people and how to warn people of the coming disasters and today um, well it's uh, many people just are careless about that unfortunately Thank you. Thank you, Katerina. Your example is very um, illustrative, and we can see that really uh, this is the example of a person who never thought that it would happen so close. Yes, so uh, this is what we were talking about. You, 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 can, uh, you can't predict that uh, it will uh, come to you with a flood or with some uh, earthquake and so on, because today the things are changing, yes? And uh, what we've never seen in one place, it appears, and uh, in other places also. So uh, we can see this climate change just uh, with our own eyes, lots of us. And um, um, after this uh, story which uh, shared with us, Katerina, I think it is uh, high time for us to um, also watch a short video where people who happen to witness climatic changes in their regions, uh, people who share their experience of facing these unexpected situations. So let's watch the video. The climate is changing before our eyes. People are losing their lives. Each of us can be left homeless at any moment. Are you ready to hear the truth from eyewitnesses of the events? And Texans statewide was reported over 2,500 of the highest low record temperatures ever recorded. This summer, Western Canada has faced extreme heat and many cities have reached record high temperatures. The Canadian Rocky Mountains have been burning more than they have in the past 2,000 years. There was an anomalous, catastrophic event in Cuba when a strong tornado struck some municipalities in the city of Havana. This sudden and violent event caused great horror and anxiety among the population. 
The people of Tabasco are now very afraid because the season of rain and hurricanes is damaging a lot of houses. Everything is flooded. In an instant, the downpour causes people to lose everything they worked for. There have been some violent storms lately that are changing people's lives. They not only affect people's lives, but also deprive them of their means of subsistence, leaving people stranded and terrified, not knowing where to go or what to do. So it was uh, from one extreme to the other, as we were on fire at one point and then we were underwater. Till March 20th, we had 40,000 aftershocks, the largest of which were of magnitude 5.7. Unprecedented frosts have blanketed much of France. There hasn't been a cold snap like this for decades. I have a cyclone in Pony in India. I seen it in my own eyes. I witnessed to myself. So I really lost to my paddy fields. I really lost to many animals also. And I hear many people destroyed their home and they are also homeless. Several flooding occurs every four to five years and covered 60% of the land mass. Uh, the condition of uh, vulnerable people during natural disaster is just unthinkable and uh, undesirable. It's uh, always difficult to describe how miserable their life was. People are worried because they actually don't know what to expect or what to hope for. Decades have passed since the original flood control plan was developed, but it has never been implemented. People are still in danger. There was a freezing rain in Vladivostok. Trees and cars were covered with an ice crust. Many people were left without electricity, without water, without heating. We were cleaning it all by hand. And one man said, I'll help you with the first bridge, then I'll go get the tools I have at home. I'll take my tools and we'll help finish the job. The man returned with his tools in his hands. I asked, how is your house? I don't have a house. He kept on cleaning because what else did the man have to do? Part of the country is flooded. What is happening in Belgium now is a huge tragedy for its residents. In some areas, the river level has risen by two and a half meters. Houses are flooded. Cars are floating along the streets that have turned into rivers. People climb onto the roofs waiting for rescuers. But the water is coming up and no one knows what to expect next. Deadly volcanic eruptions have been experienced in other parts of the continent and the latest ravaged parts of the Democratic Republic of Congo, which caused severe damages and casualties and also forced thousands of people into evacuation and also into terrible living conditions. At times it's really extreme, there, there, there's flooding, so sometimes people are affected, like people end up drowning, but uh, 
mostly people have to move with their families, they lose property. Trees and so many agricultural products destroyed. This is the first time we've seen such instances happening in this country. So, when I witnessed the disaster of the climate, about the migration of the farmers from the riverside to the around the town, and uh, lead their life on the roadside because of the climate change disaster or the over flooding of the river affected their area, their agriculture, their home. Local media do not report on some events which is happening in China right now. So a logic question arises, why are people not given the true information about what is happening with the climate right now? Now we have to start to solve this problem intensely, because soon it may be too late. I also witnessed the storm that hit us in Saarland about a week ago. Apart from flooded basements and fallen trees, we were not as badly affected as people in neighboring regions who face severe flooding, landslides, and mud, lava-like flows that buried entire houses and much more. People are still without water, without electricity, without means of communication, without food. They are still trapped on rooftops and cannot cross some roads because the roads are no longer there. We were predicted that climate change would be tangible in 50 or 100 years, but now we know that it is very close and very real, even here in Germany. Hello, I'm David from Germany. Just recently we had severe flooding. People were shocked and not ready for this. Suddenly we saw how just a few hours of heavy rains caused flooding that washed away cars and houses. This was really shocking to all of us. We were in a state of shock as something that seemed to be very distant was right here at our door. If we take a look a few years back, we must know that extreme weather events occur due to climate change. We had a severe drought in Germany during the last three years and now suddenly there is such a flood. There is no doubt that the climate is changing. And because of this, the frequency of these extreme events is increasing. Even such an industrialized country as Germany was not, in my opinion, properly prepared and proved to be quite vulnerable and susceptible to such events. People were not warned and were not evacuated in advance. Obviously, the disaster management service did not work. If we take a look at the climate situation in the world, we see that new record-breaking droughts, flooding, and forest fires occur everywhere. Human life is in danger more often, and now it has affected Germany. Many people lost their lives, and more than a thousand people are still missing. We, people, feel that we need to do something. Only by uniting, we have at least some chance to cope with such situations, which are becoming more frequent. Creative society is a solution for change in the society, exactly in which the human life will be the highest priority, in which necessary conditions to protect human life throughout the world will be created.
Just imagine what the least developed countries will do. These countries have no opportunities whatsoever to overcome extreme climatic events and human life is not protected there. I think that in recent days we, Germans, have realized how important it is for us to unite, to stick together and not to let anyone divide us. Only together do we have prospects for the future. Exactly such a prospect is what the creative society offers. It's our only way out, because only in unity can we protect human life and ensure a future for us and future generation. Breaking news on Alatra TV is an international project which is created by volunteers from all over the world with the purpose of informing about large-scale anomalous and uncommon natural disasters. This is daily comprehensive analysis and monitoring of information about the state of the planet. People break silence in order to convey the truth about the climate crisis and the way out of it. To survive, we need to act together today. Otherwise, tomorrow will be too late. As we could see in this uh, short video report, people were not ready to face such uh, rapid climatic changes in their regions. Nobody warned them, so they had to cope with the situation on their own. We understand that uh, in the consumer format of society, humans would be the last thing to think about during uh, such events. People cannot really rely on different organizations and neither on governments. They are left one-on-one -on -one with their problems. As uh, in the current state of our society, nobody is protected. So really, we need to unite all our efforts, scientific, technological, and of course humane, to save the most precious thing we have. And this is our life and the lives of our children. And now, in the conference we saw information about uh, the harsh reality which uh, climate refugees are facing today, which unfortunately is not presented in the media. Knowing all that, and uh, bearing in mind that it can happen to everyone in any corner of Earth, I would like to ask Olga, you as a mother, could you please share your opinion about what you think of it? Yes, thank you so much. So we know that we all strive to be happy, but can we really be happy after watching what we have just watched? We've watched people lose their life, people lose their houses, people lose their everything that they worked for all their life because the consumeristic society is built on money. But you just saw that money would have not solved any of the mudslides, floods, volcanoes. You can't throw enough money at the hurricane for it to stop. So it is very pathetic to see that our society is built on something that is an illusion. It is not built on the value of human life. And that's where we need to be. We need to really value us as human beings and not as 
money or wallets. We not we are not wallets. We are human beings. We have so much potential inside of us. The creative power. We are here to be happy. We are here to thrive. We are here to make friendships, and we are here not to just die at the at some type of you know problem that we cannot solve we can solve any problem if we unite and also as a mother of two children i understand that the climatic events are happening very fast and i know just last week in united states we had a hurricane that came to the louisiana area and it came second time last time it was 10 years ago with more devastation than it was 10 years ago so what if I was living in that area or what if a hurricane reached the state of Michigan? What would I do? I don't have a plan. And as someone said in a video, I don't even know who to call for help. I don't know what do I do? Do I climb up on the roof? Do I get my passport? Do, will my passport even matter if I have to migrate to another country or I have to leave the space? We are not prepared. We are thinking it's never going to happen to us. We don't even consider that that could be our future. But in reality, me as a mother, I always understand that no one is going to take responsibility for my actions. I have to be the one to do it. And I have to be the one to really step up and understand the information and really know that we have the ability to change the format of society from the consumer into the creative and only we can do it i can do it as a mother of two kids i can be here today instead of playing with my child because i know i won't have like i want to have a future for my children i want to make sure that this information doesn't just reach us here on a call but it also reaches the whole world and also i have been on twitter today i will tell you the story i looked at the twitter and so for some reason the one of the united nations account came to my feed and in that feed it says that we have millions of people displaced around the globe and the caption read please reach out to your governments to help so I looked at their account and I went and I saw that they had 3 billion people following their account. And what are they telling those 3 billion people? They're telling them, go ahead and reach out to your governments. Forget about taking personal responsibility and sharing this information. Just put it on someone else to solve it for you. But we are forgetting the governments are people just like us. If hurricane is to come, it doesn't matter if you sit in a White House. It doesn't matter if you sit in, a, in your own home. It doesn't matter where it's at. The responsibility is on us. And we as a society just have to stop hoping that someone else is going to solve it for us. And we have to share this information to our friends, to our family, to everybody in our community. And we really have to unite and understand that in a consumeristic society, we are at the dead end. But in the creative society, 
It is just the beginning, the beginning of the future that we can all dream about, the future we all deserve, the future that will allow my kids and everybody else's kids to grow up and be a real human with a capital H and really use their best human potential to help others, not to gain for themselves, but to give. And that's why it is so important to be here, to share this message and to really understand that we, the people of the world, will make this happen. No one else will do it for us. Thank you. Thank you, Olga. Thank you very much. Very inspiration, your speech and your experience and also your understandings as a mother. You know, uh, I think that every person can understand it. Um, uh, also, those who uh, don't have children or still don't have, we have parents. Yes, we have uh, uh, the one we love. So uh, just uh, thinking about this person, I don't think that... that any one of us wants to want to see uh, someone, uh, some person we love in such situation. Yes, and uh, uh, the truth is that we don't want to see anyone in this in these situations. And as you've said that uh, in this moment, when you see that uh, you are redirecting to the government and some. Yes, in some cases, and that it is, uh, you know, like supporting, it supports you to be this uh, right person of consumer society. Yes, always consume, consume advices, consume help, uh, I don't know, everything. And uh, no, you, you are not, we are not... Um, uh, shown how to act, how to be this responsible persons, yes, and uh, also what the thing that uh, is very you know ridiculous even is that in these times of this uh, almost technological revolution, or we can just say yes that it develops so fast. Uh, we still see these cases when people, the situations when people uh, were not uh, told what is going on. So this uh, artificial intelligence, it, it can uh, know everything about us. It can uh, make uh, also advices, can talk to us and so on. But it can't prevent what is happening. It can't tell us that uh, soon will happen something and we should take measures and, and not soon, but just uh, uh, to give us enough time to, to save our lives. So uh, I would like to ask um, one more time about this topic of uh, artificial intelligence, uh, Mr. Sandeep, how can we, in your opinion, ensure that artificial intelligence technology works for the benefit of society? Very important. You see, if we keep looking at the outside for solutions, we will never have them. Like Olga said, you're looking at the government or you're looking at uh, technology. It, all of that is outside us. The solutions are actually inside us. In fact, that's the difference between the consumerist society and the creative society. The consumerist society is reacting. We are uh, given impulses like rats, and we have responses. We are shown an advertisement, we buy a product. 
but a creative society is creative so you see the, the fundamental difference between a reactive and a creative is what we are aiming to do and driving artificial intelligence or any technology with a creative mindset requires plugging into our consciousness requires plugging into what drives us energetically and to to connect with that is step 1 because of all these outer distractions we've lost the inner connection and we have uh, started on a journey where we are thinking that the ultimate achievement would be to clone ourselves no the ultimate achievement would not be to clone ourselves we don't need uh, us again we need something that would work for us which would uh, enable us and that enablement will come only when we apply our conscious mind into understanding what it is that is creative so uh, for example if uh, we we are to look at uh, disaster management it's it's not about sending up satellites over there and getting information and gigabytes of stuff per millisecond that's that's not what's uh, important what's important is about knowing that there there are uh, shifts that are happening in the earth and each one of us is responsible for so- those shifts it is our habits that are starting those shifts and what is it that we can do like uh, one of our panelists said about leaving the um wrapper in the bus or throwing it out of the bus window now those are the those are the little little uh, actions that add up to our creating this entire mess whether it's environmental or it's ecological or it's on the climate crisis and we're thinking that technology is going to solve that no technology is not going to pick up that wrapper and even if it does pick up that wrapper that is not going to solve the problem of the wrapper reaching there the wrapper reaching there is our problem and each one of us has to understand the interconnectedness of this uh, entire process and uh, take ownership take responsibility and create because if we if we don't do that then we are a agreeing to be reactive and subject ourselves to whatever the consequences of uh, uh, the the big data and the technology what it can uh, subject us to Uh, we've seen that in uh, hollywood movies where uh, the robots take over the world and it it's not science fiction anymore we are almost there or uh, if if that uh, is not the the end that we go to then we are subjecting ourselves to lowering our potential and operating as automatons which is a crime which is a crime of uh, basic human life basic human values basic human dignity because we are we are capable of a lot more and we are uh, not using it like they say uh, common sense is the least common sense and this is this is what common sense is about it is about do we realize what it is that we are doing by way of our interconnectedness both within ourselves and with others with the planet so if we if we bring our 
school curriculum if we bring our social curriculum if we bring our educational and societal conditioning to looking inwards to checking what is it that we are doing what are our habits that is the substrate from which we can start creating the right technology before that we are creating a uh, technology that is just going on on the wrong path i mean if if we are just starting out uh, we we are going on this path whereas where we are going to find creative solutions on this path so we kind of have to relook at uh, where the technology starts and uh, make it start from where our own conscious habits start in a manner that is going to going to cascade into something that uh, is not detrimental so let's face it we we are people the governments are people somebody said that earlier also and it is for us to change systems that have stopped working we just got too busy to have noticed that those systems are not working but we can pull back and rebuild the systems rebuild the technologies on those systems and then have the artificial intelligence and uh, machinery working in a manner that supports us and does not uh, either um, compete with us or annihilate us um that's uh, that's where i think we must go we must go within ourselves we must give more importance to stuff like uh, mindfulness and meditation we've just got too obsessed with getting faster and faster reaching outside of us we've got to get maybe not faster but more definitely better at getting inside of us and once we get inside we connect we understand uh, what is the core substrate of the human then we can start using technology to aid the human which we have uh, currently just gone astray with the the consumerist economy so that's uh, what i feel about this thank you very much and uh, it is uh, it is indeed the truth and uh, you said it uh, something very nicely that uh, first we need to realize that we are all one that we are all connected that we are all uh, that we are all human and uh, if i do harm to others i do harm to myself actually and uh, after we realize that we are human then we can uh, start building uh, all the technologies uh, and um, artificial intelligence this is indeed the truth because only if uh, the human life will be put into the center of attention only then the product of a let's say a human mind such as uh, artificial intelligence and technologies can serve us and we can see that um, today in the consumer vector of society um, a lot of people as you mentioned put into the center the technology but don't really uh, think of uh, consequences we can uh, see it uh, for example in the medicine where uh, we can already see ai trying to do some uh, uh, surgeries and stuff like that so um, this is this is indeed the truth and uh, uh, when already speaking about uh, uh, the medicine i would also like to ask uh, martha so uh, why do you martha think that uh, it is important um, uh, to put human life uh, in the first in the first place so what's what what is your opinion so that the healthcare can uh, um, basically uh, serve the benefits of the people thank you well 
without human life, the world is, is a vacuum, it's empty. You need human in order for the world to go on. But we need human with intelligence. When I say intelligence, I mean common sense, using your intelligence in a productive way, in a way beneficial to society, in a way that improves health. It's not a matter of just saying, I'll give you a tablet because you've got a headache. But why have you got a headache? What are we treating? You need to know, understand people. Preventative medicine is the key. Not just, I think the health service have become so um, prone to just handing a tablet and think it's the end of the matter. But are you preventing illness? Are you encouraging something else? Humans, without human, we don't have an earth. It's vacuum. It can't run just on animals. We need a human, even if you've got the artificial intelligence, you still need a human being. And if that human being hasn't got good health, how can he protect you? It's not the government. Who's the government? We are. We make decisions. We elect people. It's we. It's about us. And we have to be healthy. Take care of our health and take care of the health of others. Not just hand them a pill and hope the problem will go away. Because the patients will come back. They'll come back five, six times with the same problem because you haven't solved it. From my experience, I know someone will come with a bad toe and they say, my toe hurts, but have you found out the reason? There are several reasons why the toe hurts. There can be a foreign body. There could be a bit of inflammation. And most times, people with appendicitis, they get a pain in their toe. So if the patient says, I've got a bad toe, and you just look at the toe, and, oh, I've done an x-ray, and there's nothing, so I'm gone. You haven't even examined the abdomen. Yes. Lots of illnesses produce them. Yes, they present themselves in not the way we expect them to. Somebody come with pain in the shoulder, and you go, Oh, I'll give you a rub. But have you found out? Have you had a meal today? Because if the person hasn't had a meal, gas trapped under the diaphragm will cause pain in the shoulder. So you need to question. You need to find out. Not just hand portions. And that has become, I think people have become so busy that you just simply hand things. And you find a nation of 
ill people. And you try to find out, well, you know, how can I heal them? But we don't look at the person as a whole. We look at just, just that tiny speck. But in healthcare, you have to look at people as a whole, not just a fraction of that person. Because we need each other. The world needs people, not just robots. But we need human in order to have a productive world. And we need people who care about each other, people who care about the environment. Because if you have an environment with, that's polluted, you will get ill people. Even in the health service, if you use um, certain solutions, if you pour it down the drain, what's going to happen? What you pull down the drain is going to seep into the drinking water. And a lot of people just don't think, why am I ill? I'm ill because somebody else has been careless. I've just drank polluted water. Yes, it comes through the tap and we think it's sterile. But if your water is recycled and you've Yes. Mm. We have to care, care for each other. There's a difference between treatment and care. You can treat a person, but does that person need that treatment or does that person need your care? I've given you five injections, but do you need those injections? No, I don't. I need somebody to talk to. I need a helping hand, a kind hand, a listening ear. And our creative society, I hope, coming together, will put that message out to the world that people matter. When we begin to think people matter, we begin to care for the environment as well. Because we know if we pollute the environment, we pollute the people. If you pollute the people, you have an unhealthy state. If you have an unhealthy state, you have an unhealthy economy. So what's the point if we don't care? So everything has to gel. We fit in like a puzzle. If one thing is out of place, the whole thing um, falls out of order. Every bit has to fit in. And our health matter. And our health does not just depend on treatment. It depends most importantly on care. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you, Martha, for all your words that are really coming from your beautiful heart. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing it with us because it is important for us to listen.
to this call for the whole humanity to care, to take care of our lives, to take care of our actions, to be responsible, to be united. It is really uh, the thing that uh, we almost... Um, we almost lost in this modern society yes but we can uh, we can change it because uh, we every day we see uh, that people are really good that people are beautiful creatures and that we understand uh, we can understand everything uh, there's just a lack of information sometimes the lots of problems that uh, uh, don't uh, permit us to uh, think more about some some very important things you know that we face today that we should have uh, uh, thought many uh, years ago many years so but uh, now it's high time for us to be those people as you say those people who care so we all understand that it is vitally important for all people in the world to receive truthful information and receive truthful information about climatic situations in the world. So I would like to ask Katerina, uh, what do you think, in what way can we unite to overcome climatic and ecological difficulties that are awaiting us and make sure that every human life is saved? Uh, you know, the answer to this question is actually um, uh, just uh, obvious because, uh, as Mother has said, uh, you know, it's so important uh, that uh, everything depends, you know, on your inner qualities. It is so important that uh, a person would fulfill his potential, but we should create the conditions uh, for such development and uh, we should create conditions to be ready for the embedding cataclysms. And such conditions can be made uh, just by building the creative society Society. And if we people understand that it is uh, vitally important, uh, so this is uh, the creative society is exactly the basis, the foundation um, there for all the people on earth, all the representatives of different countries uh, on our globe, just we would get together. And uh, thanks to such uh, a technology as the internet, we it, it is possible to get together and. Uh, you know, it, it is really already happening, this informative wave, just what you've got to do is just to join this um, informative wave of the creative society. We all already have eight foundations of the creative society and uh, with, for example, such a highest value as human life. And of course, if we realize this value, then we will be, and if we get it united, we'll be able to cope with any any threats and uh, even you know it doesn't matter um, uh, just uh, how much money you have but the most important point is that you should make this choice and as Martha has said you know she was voicing uh, just from the bottom of her heart right what she's feeling and so if each person would express his feelings and um, would just uh, spread it 
give his helping hand to another person, then of course it would be beneficial for all the people, because all the people uh, want to live in uh, just comfortable conditions uh, with uh, just uh, enough food and uh, water. Of course, uh, yeah, we should take responsibility for all the people, because all the people are one big family, and the Earth is our common home. And if we want, we can. We can make this decision. We can tell about the idea of the creative society to the whole world. We have internet. We can share this information. We can make a video a feedback about today's, for example, roundtable or about the conference. You can post it on YouTube, on the social media. You can call your friend and tell about such an opportunity to the creative society. So really, everything depends on us. And today, each person can do a lot. And what we are doing, actually, it's not just, you know, um, just bubble talk, but uh, it's what people, many people can hear. We are just spreading this information so that many people would hear us and would realize um, that uh, we have a chance for such a future which would provide prosperity, harmony, creation, love for us and for our children. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks, Katya. This is really the world we all would like to live in for the sake of us and our beloved ones. But in order, in order to do this, uh, we all need to unite and start acting. In order to do this, we need to inform as many people as possible about this uh, opportunity. And uh, I would like to ask uh, Olga. Olga, you are a marketing specialist. What do you think is the most uh, efficient approach of informing people about the way out of this deadlock the consumer society leads us to so that uh, all the people get a chance to create a planet uh, uh, and um, create a world where we all would like and enjoy living in. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, as we know, we live in one informational field, and that field right, right now, unfortunately, is full of misinformation, is full of hate, is full of misunderstandings, is just full of negative type of information but in order we are consumers right so we like to eat that type of information and that's what's being served to us but in reality if we turn to be human beings and really understand our nature and really understand that we are here to love we are here to live we are here to be supportive we are here like martha said to care if we understand this, then let's request different type of information. Let's no longer pay our attention, which is the biggest resource we have, to what is not serving us, to what is dragging us down to the consumeristic hole that we have been in for 6,000 years. Now it's the time to climb out of that consumeristic hole and really request different type of information. And not just request, but we have the power to share. We have social media platforms. We have TikTok, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have our own emails. All we can do is start sharing this information and start finding people that 
are been searching for it. And once we find people who are alive and ready to build a creative society, then our informational field will change. And all we're going to hear is about creative society. And probably we will have a couple jokes about consumer society and how we allowed ourselves to be living in that. But other than that, we will be living in a world which is filled with laughter, happiness, understanding, respect towards each other, all of this. So I do challenge our viewers today is to watch the conference, Global Crisis, this already affects everyone. Now, if you think that you're not part of the consumer society, and the second I tell you that this conference is 11 hours long, just observe your thoughts. Did they just tell you it's too long? Did they just tell you you don't have time for this? Did your thoughts just tell you not to watch it because it is 11 hours long? That's what makes us a consumerist. Even the thoughts we receive about the information that is life-saving for us, we don't watch. So my challenge to you is watch the conference. And thank you for technology. You can watch it at the double speed. <laughs> but watch the conference. Share it. Put your comment on it. Really start the conversation. Reach out to someone who is passionate about climate, who is passionate about environment, who is passionate about helping other people and share this information with them. Because really, this world just needs truthful information. Then everybody is able to make a decision to live in a creative society. And it is not fair if one person does not know about creative society, that that means we cannot build it because we left out one person, which is one part of this whole human family that we all belong to. So my challenge of the day is to watch the conference, share it with your friends, and really let's see how fast we can spread this information and how fast we can live in a creative society. Thank you. Thank you, Olga. Thank you so much. This is a great challenge. You know, it, it should be really, it, it is the challenge for the whole humanity. Yes. And uh, thank you so much for your inspirational, as always, your inspirational words. Uh, so um, I would like to thank everyone. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Katerina, Martha, Sandeep, Ma um, Marek, thank you, friends, for being with us today, for telling and sharing everything, uh, your, your thoughts, your feelings, uh, your understandings, and so on. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks to our dear viewers. Thanks to everyone who participates in such events and uh, to everyone who supports the Creative Society project and uh, tells about it to other people. Together, we, can, we really can make everything we really can change the format of our society from, from the consumer to the creative one. We can choose to live uh, for the benefit of all of us. And the time to choose is right now. It is the time to ask yourself, am I ready for what is coming? Are we all ready for it? And if you know anybody who is not ready, who doesn't know about this, the facts that were pronounced at the conference, global crisis, this already affects everyone. It is your responsibility, your choice to let this person get to know, to 
get to know it and so that he or she could be able to choose. I love the words that uh, said more than once, Martha, thank you, that people matter, people matter, and the truth is one, and it belongs to everyone. Global crisis, time for the truth. The new online international conference that's already being prepared by people from all over the world will take place on December 4th, 2021. With simultaneously interpretation, this time into more than 72 languages. Please share this information with other people. Because volunteers from many countries, in their free time from work and everyday life, are doing everything they can to let you and many other people know about the current crisis, but also the way out of it. So, since you know it, sharing this with others is already your contribution to construction of the Creative Society. Please join Creative Society project. Write us your ideas, your questions, and let's act together. The following short video will show you how to do it. Thank you, everyone. See you at the next roundtables.